0: I'm kind of uh, low on cash right now. Do you think I could get advance on the universal basic income? Huh. Um, there's like two or $3,000 you can just give me now. <laughs> so we, have to, we have to make this happen for everyone. Could you just give me the money in, in your wallet? A couple so bucks right now? Work. It'd be great. I just love that clip. We watched it like 10 times. It, it looks like it's right out of the office, doesn't it? Like that. Yang comes off as Michael Scott right there. It's just so absolutely perfect. Anywho, I'm Dave Rubin. This is The Rubin Report. It's June 7th in the year 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Locals. We've got a post-game show where you can communicate directly with me, share your thoughts, opinions, your crazy rants, whatever you want at Rubenreport.locals.com dot com. Uh, And today is a big day, people. There is something brewing in the air related to all of the things that we talk about, uh, because we just heard about a half hour ago that the head of CNN, the new head who replaced the old head, uh, Chris Licht, he's out at CNN already. There is a massive shift in corporate press, mainstream media, whatever you want to call it. And then on top of that, yesterday, if you have not seen it last night, out of nowhere, Tucker Carlson returned. That's right. He debuted his new show on Twitter. So there is a, I think this is a cataclysmic shift in the media landscape right now. And this fits uh, sort of everything I've been talking about—about about building new things, about telling the truth, around getting about getting around the gatekeepers, et cetera, et cetera—and of course, uh, how the media reacts to those of us who dare tell the truth and do actual reporting and try to give roughly honest opinions. And the point, ladies and gentlemen, is that we can fight it; we are fighting it. Good things are happening. So that is the theme for today's program. And before we get to it, let me talk to you about Moinkbox. I know that you guys know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the Chinese, and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China, yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. Well, guys, there's a better way I want to tell you about Moink. That is Moo plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon, and more straight to your door. You choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, chicken breast, pork chops, salmon fillets, and more. Plus, you can cancel any time. There's nothing better than cooking my meats on my big green egg on a Friday evening. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's Bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and they guarantee you'll say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got Moinks. Keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Rubin right now. And listeners of this show get free filet mignon in every order for a year. That's one of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but only for a limited time. That's M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Rubin, moinkbox.com slash Rubin. And now back to me. All right, let's get right to it. Last night, out of nowhere, there was no advanced warning. I didn't know about it. Nobody that I knew or knows knew about it. Tucker tweeted this. So that was the link to the direct video, which was embedded into Twitter. All he said was episode one. Uh, as you can see, uh, this was uh, about an hour. I think we took this screenshot about an hour after he posted it. It was already up to 61.7 million views. Now, interestingly, I think it's worth noting, it's a little unclear to me how Twitter is exactly counting views. You know, is a view he put up, at, well, how long was the show? It was about 20, 20 minutes or so, right? What's that? 10 minutes. minutes. so he put up a 10 minute video. So when they're counting views, and this is, Elon's gonna have to explain this a little bit more to the people, I think. You know, what counts as a view? Is it a view like someone just scrolled past it in their feed, they saw it for a split second, is that a view, or is it a view if someone actually watches 30 seconds in, et cetera, et cetera. This has been something that advertisers and tech companies, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, et cetera, have been trying to figure out forever. Like, what is a legitimate view? You watching this right now, if you've been with me for the first two minutes here, like, that's obviously a view that should be counted. If you literally clicked on this video for one second, we're like, ah, clicked away. Is that really a view? Like, what's the value in that? Uh, But putting that aside for a moment, obviously, there was great fanfare attached to this thing. And I thought we'd show you just Tucker's first 30 seconds, the first 30 seconds of his return, because he did it with very few frills or anything else. He just kind of went right to it.
1: Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. This morning, it looks like somebody blew up the Kokovka Dam in southern Ukraine. The rushing wall of water wiped out entire villages, destroyed a critical hydropower plant, and as of tonight, puts the largest nuclear reactor in Europe in danger of melting down. So if this was intentional, it was not a military tactic, it was an act of terrorism. The question is, who did it?
0: As I said, no frills, no fancy graphics, uh, somewhat uh, demure set, I would say, which he obviously just, uh, well, I can't say obviously, I I assume he just funded himself and put together. It's probably uh, in his house. Uh, but did not do much up top, just got right to the news. Now, what's interesting about this issue with the dam in Ukraine and the water on its way uh, to the nuclear reactor is uh, someone could check me on this. Was that on CNN yesterday? Was that on MSNBC yesterday? Was that even on Fox yesterday? I I don't know. I actually don't know the answer. I am glad to see Tucker doing a show from home with the kind of calm set, no crazy graphics. It reminds me of another show that you might be watching right now. Very exciting. It's like things are actually kind of going in the direction that a bunch of us have sort of predicted. Uh, At the end of the the Tucker show, uh, he did then talk a little bit more broadly about why he is doing this show, why he's using uh, Twitter to get word out there, uh, and a bit more. Take a look.
1: But mostly they just ignore the stories that matter. What's happened to the hundreds of billions of U.S. dollars we've sent to Ukraine? No clue. Who organized those BLM riots three years ago? No one's gotten to the bottom of that. What exactly happened on 9-11? Well, it's still classified. How did Jeffrey Epstein make all that money? How did he die? How about JFK? And so endlessly on. Not only are the media not interested in any of this, they are actively hostile to anybody who is. In journalism, curiosity is the gravest crime. Secrecy is a powerful tool of control. Stop asking how we got so rich. Here's another story about racism. Go eat each other. That's the program. That's how most of us now live here in the United States, manipulated by lies, silenced by taboos. It is unhealthy and it's dehumanizing and we're tired of it.
0: You know, it's so interesting because if you remember when Tucker got fired or whatever you wanna call it from Fox, there were so many people in mainstream media and mostly Democrat politicians, AOC, et cetera, that were cheering it on. They were so excited and it was just so obvious. I even tweeted to AOC like, uh, you do realize this is going to make him stronger than ever, just like patience lady. And look, whether you agree with Tucker on everything, whether you want to find out more about what may or may not have happened to JFK or hear about 9-11 conspiracy theories or any of the issues that he just mentioned there, it is very clear that the guy's voice should be heard. He should have the ability to cover the issues that he wants to cover, to talk about the things that he thinks are important. Uh, I think it's interesting and probably uh, not nothing that he started the show with the Ukraine thing because I, I just suspect I, I truly don't know this uh, but you know a lot of people were theorizing that the reason that Fox got rid of him had to do with the lawsuit uh, you know the Dominion lawsuit that Fox lost they had to pay about 800 million dollars related to uh, election fraud and all that a lot of people were saying that was the thing that got they got rid of him for my suspicion is it has a bit more to do with some of what he was doing the digging related to what really is going on in Ukraine. Regardless of whether I'm right or wrong, it's actually irrelevant. The point is, the guy is back. The guy is back, we'll see where else. You know, he obviously is still under contract with Fox, which probably leads you to see why he's on Twitter and not some other places, because Twitter, they probably have some restrictions around him, like I don't know, but that would be the the general way. You know, obviously when you sign these contracts, if you're on Fox, they say you can't be on CNN or you can't be on this video site or something else. Maybe he owned his own Twitter account. We'll find out more about all of that kind of stuff. Uh, But it is good that he is back again, whether you agree with him on everything or not. I think he will, we'll see if this is going to be a daily show, like how he's going to expand it, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, it is directly related to something that just happened in the last 40 minutes or so. Uh, CNN chairman, the new guy, the CEO, Chris Licht, who just, how long ago? The guy's been in, had this for what, six months? Was it a year even? I don't even know if it's a year. We can check on that. Uh, Took over, Uh, from Jeff Zucker, who really wrecked CNN, had a couple years of just horribleness at CNN. And then Chris Licht came in, said, we're not going to be as partisan. They couldn't stop themselves. They're as partisan and hacky as ever. Uh, And now, as of uh, the last hour, he is uh, out at CNN and they announced that on CNN.
2: We have news now to report involving our own network. News to us here at CNN and you at home. CNN's chairman and CEO, Chris Licht, is leaving the network. Licht took over the network a little over a year ago. David Zaslov, the chairman of CNN's parent company, Warner Brothers Discovery. He just made the announcement at the network editorial meeting. For now, a leadership team will take Lick's place, led by Amy Antellis, who's the executive vice president of talent and content development, along with Virginia Mosley, the EVP of editorial, Eric Schirling, our programming EVP, and David Levy, our new chief operating officer.
0: All right. So we will find out more about this. And I think it's just a sign of the times, right? People are tuning out of mainstream media and they damn well deserve it. They are finding new outlets, whether it's this, whether it's Tucker, whatever it might be, regardless of your political affiliation. And I think Licht probably got there and was like, I want this thing to be less partisan. But wokeism has so infected the thing that even if you get rid of Chris Cuomo, and even if you get rid of Don Lamont and you clear house, it's so infected in the system that you cannot fix something like that. I also think it's interesting, this all happens to the backdrop of MSNBC or NBC getting rid of Chuck Todd from Meet the Press. Like, there is a wholesale change uh, happening right now, and I'm telling you guys, it's really good. There's something funny about CNN reporting on the head of CNN, leaving. That would be like me doing the show one day and being like, I have to report to everybody that uh, the head of the Rubin Report, Dave Rubin, will no longer be hosting the Rubin Report. Clyde the dog will be taking over his duties. Uh, Justin the son will be working the cameras. (laughs) It's just, it's so stupid ridiculous anyway let's link this to something else that's going on here because we really are in a technological revolution right now and i know sometimes it's really scary and the algorithms are annoying and this freaking thing in our pockets driving us all crazy and everything else but there's good things related to it and bad things right like we've all started communicating through these pipes right like there's we can complain about social media all day but like even if you just look at the 20 years of the internet it freed us from the the the, the like really, uh, I would say, overreaching way that the corporate media was controlling us. We didn't know what we didn't know, right? It was Plato's cave. We didn't know what was outside of the cave. Basically, but there are new technologies coming, whether we like it or not, and we better start thinking about our relationship with them. You know, the thing is, when we all got the phone and we, you know, we got on Facebook, we got on all these things, we didn't know that we were the product. We didn't know what we were getting in on—that they were going to sell our data and track us and all these things. But now we know some of that. So when new products come down the pike, we should we should view them with a little skepticism. So if you did not see this two days ago, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook unveiled Apple's new $3,500, that's right, $3,500, Vision Pro product. This is sort of VR augmented reality and more. We're going to show you about a minute and a half of the launch, because I think this is also directly related to the meltdown of mainstream media, how uh, tech is overtaking corporate press, et cetera, et cetera. Take a look at this.
3: I'm excited to announce an entirely new AR platform with a revolutionary new product. And here it is. Introducing Apple Vision Pro. Vision Pro is a new kind of computer that augments reality by seamlessly blending the real world with the digital world. Vision Pro feels familiar, yet it's entirely new. You can see, hear, and interact with digital content just like it's in your physical space. And you control Vision Pro using the most natural and intuitive tools, your eyes, hands, and voice. With Vision Pro, you're no longer limited by a display. Use your apps anywhere and make them any size you want. Capture photos and videos and relive your most important memories in an entirely new way.
0: Guys, did you see Ready Player One? Some of you maybe read the book, Ready Player One, or did you see the movie, the Spielberg movie from a couple of years ago? I mean, it is happening, right? Now, I'm not telling you that thing is inherently evil. I'm not telling you Tim Cook or Apple are inherently evil. I'm not telling you that I'll never try that freaking thing. I don't think I'm going to buy it, but I'm not telling you I'm never going to put on the glasses and be like, wow, this is kind of cool for a moment and everything else. But we we now have a brief moment where you can feel them. Why is it that Facebook changed the parent company's name to Meta and then started trying to push everybody into the metaverse, right? Once they get you in this thing that you wear in front of your uh, eyes and then you have augmented reality, that's what they call it, AR. So augmented reality, meaning you're seeing a screen and you're seeing reality together. And it's like, okay, fine. You can play video games on it. You can do these things with your kids. You can do all this stuff. And again, I'm not saying it's all just evil in and of itself. But we have to know that that's the direction that that a certain part of humanity is going. Not everyone's gonna go in that direction, but a a huge amount of people are, and there's going to be a massive push to put us in that world. I said to the guys as as that thing was playing, I was like, I'm pretty sure people are only gonna use that for porn. I'm not even sure how they're gonna use it for porn, but it just strikes me as like, that's really where this is gonna go. Which by the way, you know, porn ends up pushing technologies. There's the famous story, uh, late 70s, Ah, uh, they covered this a little bit in the movie Boogie Nights. If you never saw that, It's such an absolutely spectacular movie. But when there was VHS and Betamax, were going to be the two uh, ways that people would be watching, you know, film at home, basically. And VHS decided the porn people basically went with VHS, and that killed Betamax. Anyway, that's a total sidebar. But we're, anyway, the point is, we are end, we are entering this weird dystopian future related to technology. And it's somehow connected to the meltdown in, of the media and all of these things. Like, again, I always tell you, I'm I'm, try, I'm always trying to put together a puzzle. I'm not sure what the puzzle looks like exactly, and that makes it complex, but I think it's worth watching. Here's just a little bit more, this is 20 seconds more. Uh, and and it's it's also like bizarrely creepy and like, why wouldn't you live in reality? How about that? Pro is Apple's first ever 3d camera.
2: Now you can capture photos and videos with remarkable depth and relive a memory as if you're right back in the exact moment.
0: You could do that. Of course, you could also sit with your kids and not have to film everything. Now, of course we do that. I have two young sons. We're taking a lot of pictures and videos. I try not to have my phone around with them often, but like this this obsession, like I will sit there. My kids will be playing. I'll be recording it the whole time. Years from now, someone could be recording me recording it and someone will be recording him recording that. And rec- it, it really is kind of nutty. And all I'm saying is let's let's be somewhat careful as we, as we go down this road, uh, because the road's being laid out and a whole bunch of us are gonna go down on it. By the way, this thing uh, where the guy's like watching his, the kids, you know, the stuff from the past with the kids, that's also a moment from a Minority Report if you wanna check out another fantastic, that's actually a Spielberg movie too if you wanna see a great uh, sci-fi dystopian type future. It doesn't usually work out that well in these dystopian movies, that's one of the things. Uh, but the reason I say we have to be wary about what road we're going to go down as all of this shifts, right? As CNN collapses, as the tech companies rise, as they try to put uh, te- literally gear on your body, and then eventually they'll want to chop your arm off and give you a robot arm, and you know it's not just your genitals they're trying to chop off, like all of this weird transhumanist stuff and all this stuff. Uh, we have to be wary because what have these companies been doing? Do they, do they have the track record that makes you want to follow them into the new digital universe? You know, do you want to follow Mark Zuckerberg and Meta and Facebook? Uh, do you think that he's such a great guy and that he's been fair with what he's done with your data and what he's done with his money that he's made off you rel- relative to elections and much more? And of course, it's not just Mark Zuckerberg. Here's a headline from Gizmodo uh, as far as uh, what Apple's been up to. Apple fined 8.5 million, which is obviously nothing for Apple. Apple fined 8.5 million for illegally collecting iPhone users' data for ads. So it's like, all right, all right, you guys are gonna give us the stuff that we're gonna put on our face. We're gonna video our kids. We're gonna live in this digital world. You're gonna take our data. Occasionally you'll pay fines. Again, guys, I'm just, just kinda waving a little something. Like, let's just. Be aware of what's going on here. Interestingly, related to all of that, there are some pockets of America where some public people are trying to take some precautions related to all of this. Uh, we've shown you some video over the last couple of months that Governor DeSantis has been talking about creating a digital bill of rights to make sure that your data is yours, that these companies basically can't use and abuse you. Uh, and he actually just signed that digital bill of rights in Florida yesterday.
4: It basically establishes a number of protections for Floridians with respect to the digital sphere. One, the right to control your personal data, including the right to confirm access and delete your personal data from a social platform. You should be in control of this uh, and ultimately have the final say over it. Also has the right to know that your personal data will not be used against you when purchasing a home, obtaining health insurance, or being hired. Um, that's important for, for privacy. You also have the right to opt out of having your personal data sold. So you should have the right to say, no, you know, I don't want you selling my data. You now will with this book, with, with this bill. And then finally, uh, this provides the right uh, to protect children from personal data collection. Do you really want companies mining your, your child's data? Uh, now you're going to have protection against it.
0: All right. So that's, that's a beautiful thing. There will be pockets in America. It will mostly be red states, starting with Florida. And then that blueprint that gets exported to a couple other states. I suspect that Tennessee and Texas and a bunch of other states will start doing a similar thing. And people who live within The laws of these states um, will be able to protect their data, have opt-in or opt-out choices. They'll be protecting their kids more on on many fronts, not just the digital uh, sphere, as you know, and I think that is pretty solid. Now, let's connect that to something else because, as I said, CNN is in the middle of a meltdown. The CEO is stepping down. We can feel this technological shift happening from you know, corporate press on television to online media, now, you know, metaverse kind of stuff. But what the corporate press and and whoever it is, the people that wanna control you more than anything else, what they hate are the people that are doing anything to free you, to to making sure and guaranteeing that your rights are protected and that you can live as you see fit. So I saw this on CNN yesterday. Well, I don't have a television with cable, but I saw a clip of it on the uh, computer over there. that CNN is going after uh, Ron DeSantis, of course. And why are they going after him? Well, I think we just laid out a good case for it, right? He's fighting against the woke. He's fighting for a digital bill of rights. You know all the reasons. Check out this ridiculously slanted piece that they did about Ron DeSantis and Clarence Thomas. And uh, wonder why this Chris Licht is stepping down today.
2: Also this morning, new details about the close relationship between Republican presidential candidate Ron DeSantis and Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. It has to do with one connection, really, Leonard Leo, a conservative activist who had previously advised both DeSantis and Donald Trump on judicial nominations. Leo is also friends with Justice Thomas. So three years ago at an event for the Florida chapter of the Federalist Society, DeSantis said this about Justice Thomas.
4: This is a justice that has the courage of his convictions, and he's willing to apply the Constitution, you know, regardless of any criticism uh, that he may face, because I do think he is our greatest living justice. Thank you.
2: And after that speech, DeSantis, Thomas and Leo all went out to dinner.
0: Guys, Ron DeSantis eats dinner with a black guy who happens to be a pretty cool black guy. Do you realize how insane this is? The, the hypocrisy of these people is so ridiculous. They thought they just had some sort of bombshell that Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, trying to become the president of the United States, went to an event, said nice things about Clarence Thomas, who's a Supreme Court justice. They happen to agree, you know, basically on the issues, on how the Constitution uh, should be treated and how, you know, we should live by the laws of the land and that sort of thing. They take video. The video was public. It's not like he privately said something uh, about Clarence Thomas and then it was leaked. It was like what? but they make up this nonsense. And then the NPCs, the non-playable characters who watch CNN, they then have dinner with people and they go, my God, did you see that bombshell report on CNN? Do you know that Ron DeSantis with some other guy had dinner with Clarence Thomas? And then somebody goes, my God, I better tell somebody about that. It's so absolutely insane, but they cannot stop themselves. So now watch this. It's another one from CNN because the thing that was happening... Uh, yesterday, it's, it's leaking into a bit of today, is that Ron DeSantis once again is getting illegal immigrants uh, out of Florida and he's sending them to California. Now, in Florida, we abide by the laws. Now, of course, Ron DeSantis is not president yet. Uh, so the president is the one who is supposed to protect the borders. Obviously, Joe Biden and the Democrats aren't going to do that. So you end up leaving it to the states, right? Texas, Arizona border states now have to t- do the job that the federal government will not do. And even some Democrats are waking up to that. We're going to show you some video of RFK who is at the, the border in Arizona in just a moment. In any event, uh, Florida is now sending more illegal immigrants. These are not legal immigrants to the United States. We're sending them to Cali. Cali and Gavin Newsom, you know, we're a sanctuary state. We're a sanctuary city. We love everybody. Nobody's illegal. Diversity, inclusion, blah, blah, blah. Florida's saying, hey, we don't do that. So can you take these people for us? Uh, That's what's happening right now. Watch the way uh, CNN's Democrat activist Jake Tapper and California Attorney General Rob Bonta framed this issue.
1: The argument from the likes of Governor Abbott or Governor uh, DeSantis is that it's unfair that Biden's weak border policies, this is their terminology, not mine, uh, results in so many asylum seekers going to Florida and they want other states uh, to have to share the burden. Uh, what would your response to that be? The place,
5: time and, and, and manner for discussing important policy to- issues like this. It can be, happen through Congress, uh, through the democratic process and elections. Uh, they, we, we have a president and a United States and a Congress that has certain policies in place. One of them is our asylum-seeking process. It has been pursued and has been pursued lawfully uh, to our understanding by all 36 of these individuals who have hearings to, to seek uh, asylum here in uh, the United States of America. And uh, it's not lost on me the great irony that Florida not a border state, Florida, is sending migrants from Texas to California, a a border state, the the state with the most immigrants in the United States of America, a place that lives and thrives with immigrants. To do what? To to show us how to live and thrive with immigrants? We know how. Uh, It's too late for that. And, And so it's a political stunt. It's cheap, and it's cruel, and it's on the backs of human beings
0: what an absolute clown that guy is if california is just thriving and doing great with these people and it's a sanctuary state congrats congrats man You got 36 more of these people. Now, they also frame it that these people are legal asylum seekers. So, you know, if you want legal asylum in the United States, it's like, oh, you've got like, uh, I don't know, a gang trying to kill you, you're fleeing political persecution. You're really banged up and you would think, in the old days, political persecution, try to think around World War II, it was people with, you know, rags basically and one suitcase, if anything, and they were fleeing bombs and war and a whole bunch more. So what did future President DeSantis do that was so bad? Well, we've got some video of these people. You tell me if these people, these are the 36 people that they're referring to uh, in this video that you just saw, the Attorney General from California and Jake Tapper. You tell me, do these people seem like they're really fleeing the worst of the worst? I gotta get the sunglasses that this guy has. Let's put this on, here we go. There's some video, uh, some audio to some of it. So here they are, they look like perfectly, you know, these are young People, they're doing just fine. And oh, look at this, they're in a party van. Yeah, they're having a good time. Young guys, they look like Could be Americans. Here they are again, all nice clothes. Everyone's wearing clothes that fit. Backpacks, smiles. Look at the jackets on these people. They're better dressed than anyone in there. Look at the shades on that dude. That's right out of. uh, He's a snowboarder, man. We made it to California, thank God. Very thankful to God. Look at these guys. Where are the chicks? Where are the babies? Where are the old women? At any point did you feel like you were treated poorly? No, no, they treated us super well. (laughs) You got it, guys. You got it. So congratulations, Gavin Newsom. Congratulations, Attorney General. Congratulations, Jake Tapper. And you know what? You're damn well right. Florida is not a border town in that we are bordered mostly by water. And then we have borders with some uh, other states in the United States. But we care about the law. And Joe Biden will not do his job. And I don't hear, I don't think anyone in Florida is upset by this. I don't think any sane person in America is upset by this. You want this, Cali? It's all yours. Now, let's link that to something else happening with the Democrats right now, because this is the fault of the Democrats. Even, let's say you're watching this right now and you're not in total agreement. You're like, ah, it feels like a little bit of a political stunt, and maybe the could be a little nicer or something like that. Okay, I'll grant you that. I, I, I don't personally agree, but let, let's just say that's your position, right? Well, what you'd still have to do first is blame whoever it was that let these people in in the first place. Again, do those people seem like they are asylum seekers who should immediately be allowed into the United States, right? Obviously not, okay? You don't have to be a freaking rocket scientist. Obviously not. But what's happening now is it's so out of control, it is so obvious that even a couple Democrats as crazy as the party has gone, even a couple of Democrats are realizing it. Uh, RFK Jr., who's running for president as a Democrat, again, I'm still not sure what makes him a Democrat other than the name Kennedy. He's run, and I will ask him when we have when we get him on the show, which is in the works. Um, he went to the border last night. He did a Twitter Spaces two or three days ago with uh, with Elon Musk, where and by the way, Elon has said every presidential candidate is welcome, so we'll see who actually does it, where he said we should immediately close down the border. Then, which that sounds far more like a Trump or DeSantis or Republican position than a Democrat, right? Well, then last night, he went at 2 a.m. to our border in Yuma, Arizona, and he posted this.
3: Hey, everybody, I'm at the border wall around Yuma, Arizona. It's about two o'clock in the morning um we've watched about 150 people come across you can see the end of the wall down there and we've watched about 150 people come across in the last hour the first group were about uh 50 or 60 people from africa from west africa this group that is filing behind me right now we interviewed many of them uh they're from peru Afghanistan, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Afghanistan, Bangladesh, India, China, Tibet, Nepal, and all together, uh, people have come across right here
0: from 117 nations in the last couple of years. Why is CNN not reporting that? Why is RFK Jr having to go down to the border to do that video. And CNN will not cover that. Why don't they have a guy there reporting that all of these illegal immigrants, these nationals, these are not people again, who are fleeing. They may not be thrilled where they are. They may really like the United States, which is also odd because the lefties are always telling us how horrible the United States is. So it would be, it's odd that people flee to this horrific, oppressive patriarchy and racist, you know, Nazi-like entity. But as you can see, they're also not just Mexicans, right? So they're from all over the world. They're coming. CNN refuses to cover it. RFK is covering it. Elon's letting him go on a Twitter space. All the other uh, presidential candidates are welcome to do the same. But now let's go back to because he's the outlier on the Democrat side, right? So a Democrat who's honestly looking at the issues and saying, we've got a real problem here. Now let's go to more of the Gavin Newsom style of this. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, who basically is a communist, uh, is now calling. And again, New York is basically a sanctuary state and New York City is a sanctuary city, meaning if you come there, they will take care of you. You will get services. You will get a phone. They will figure out housing for you. Well, it's not just that they want to find public housing for you. This one is wild. If you think that these people are not communists, every now and again, they actually say the part that your own private property will not be yours. This is absolutely wild. And again, was this covered on CNN or MSNBC? Here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams calling on New Yorkers to house illegal aliens in their private residences. Play the videotape. We're disciplined and we're executing on it. It is my vision. Uh, to take the next step to this, go to the
4: faith-based locales, and then move to uh, private residents. There are residents who are suffering right now because of economic
0: challenges. They have spare rooms, uh, they have locales, and if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, 4.3 it may be maybe now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those
4: corporations come from outside our city.
0: These people should be studied. They should be studied by sociologists and scientists, spiritual leaders. Everything they do is wrong and backwards. And you might go, but he thinks he's doing the right thing. But the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What he is saying there is, for some of these people that are supposed to be kicked out after 30 days, okay, we'll try the faith-based thing. We'll, we'll set them up in churches and synagogues and things like that for a little bit. But uh, you know, we're going to keep letting them in. Uh, you've got a room over there. How many people do you think Eric Adams is going to have living in the mayor's residence with him? You think any of those guys, even the even the uh, sunglass guy with those cool shades, you don't think he would maybe get in there? Uh, This is what they are going to do. Do not think that they will not take this to the craziest, the nth degree of lunacy, because they will take it there. They are telling you they will take it there. Your private residence. Why is your private residence yours? Why is your property yours? You've got to help those people. My parents still live in New York and I want to be very clear, mom and dad, if you're watching the show today, if my childhood bedroom ever becomes a center for illegal immigrants, uh, I'm not going to be able to visit you at the old age home one day. That's, we're just putting it out there. We're, I cannot do it. I cannot do it. I've got my old posters are still in there from like 1992 and that's the way it's going to be. Anyway, it's not just New York City that is completely out of control. It's the entire state. Uh, Governor Kathy Hochul who was one of the worst, awful human beings on planet Earth when it came to COVID, Uh, get this. This is from Logan Raddick, who is an actual journalist. This is from him on Twitter. Uh, She had a press conference the other day. During an appearance in Syracuse, which is upstate New York, on Friday, New York Governor Kathy Hochul urged upstate counties to allow migrants to be housed in their communities. Oh, that's right. So let's just send them all up to Syracuse. Let's send them up to Binghamton, where I went to college. You know, the Rubin Report does have one employee, I'm not going to name him, uh, who works remote, does live in upstate New York. Uh, and person who's watching this right now, uh, I just want you to know that I will do everything possible to make sure that you do not have to house any illegal immigrants either. And you're always welcome to move down to Florida. Do you see how insane this is? The mayor of New York City, we're gonna put them in private residences. The, the governor of the state, let's just move them up to Syracuse. Let's just, what if you live in Syracuse or you live, you know, already New York, upper New York State upstate New York, it's already extremely economically depressed. It's one of the most economically depressed areas uh, in the entire United States. So now let's just bring in a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of people from all these different countries. They don't necessarily speak English. We have no idea what their cultural identity or belief systems are. Uh, We have no idea what their work uh, skill or desire to even work is. And let's just dump them into these communities that are hurting already and see what happens. Democrat 101. But Ladies and gentlemen, let's shift a little bit because there is some pushback against the lunacy. What's been the main lunacy lately? The main lunacy is uh, usually related to genitals because there's a certain set of people that think that if you have The genitals attached to you, it doesn't make you that sex. And uh, they've been pushing this on everybody, uh, particularly kids. So get this one out of Los Angeles right now. Uh, We've got a quote from Fox LA here. This is wild. A protest held outside of Glendale, this is Los Angeles, a Glendale school board meeting over the students' right to choose their pronouns took a chaotic turn Tuesday evening multiple groups gathered outside the Glendale Unified School Board building as they protested over pronouns. At one point during the protests, punches were thrown and police in Glendale had to jump in to stop the violence. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, LAUSD board ana- unanimously approved a resolution Tuesday encouraging all schools to incorporate LGBTQ class concepts as part of the curriculum in addition to formerly recognizing June as LGBTQ plus Pride Month, while also designating October as LGBTQ History Month. Jesus. The commotion and fights faded shortly after the fight as crowds were ordered to disperse. In Temecula, so this is a little bit outside of Los Angeles, teachers gathered to protest Temecula Valley Unified School District Board's decision to exclude certain textbooks from the curriculum. The controversy in Temecula surrounds the debate over uh, social studies textbook proposed for the fourth grade curriculum. Okay, we're going to show you some video in just a second of what happened in Glendale, where a bunch of parents were basically saying, uh, no, we are not going to push this woke, crazy gender stuff and pronoun nonsense on our children. And they've had it with this craziness. But LA, so now there's two gay months they took June, and now and now they want October too, and they're making sure that this stuff is taught in school. I have said this many times. I don't have a problem with gay people. My husband is gay. All right, it's not an issue. But you should. Why would you be teaching this in schools? How about teaching math and history, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Anyway, here is uh, some of the video from the fight that broke out. These are radical trans activists with Antifa people and far left protesters uh, duking it out with, these are mostly Armenian. Glendale is like home of the Armenian community uh, in Los Angeles. These are mostly Armenian American uh, parents in Glendale, take a look. Guess what, guys? This is going to happen more and more across blue cities and blue states, because for the slim set of people that will live in these places that are still sane, I mean, think about it. Do you think that it doesn't matter that these parents are Armenian or anything else? That happens to be a very Armenian community. Actually, I can't say it has nothing. It doesn't matter at all. Like The Armenian people seem like they care about reality, at least in this community, and that's pretty good, Right. The more, Do you think that any of those parents were waking up every day like, let's get out there and protest gays? Guess what? There are gays that live in Glendale. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. If you keep pushing this nonsense through the curriculum at the schools on their children, eventually parents say enough is enough. As you know, this is what caused Glenn Youngkin to win in Virginia. He started backing the parents instead of the radicals, right? Um So it's not as if, so I don't know who started the fight, I don't know who threw the first punch or maybe spit on somebody or anything else, but you must understand there's a set of people who are radical activists, who are trying to indoctrinate other people's children. And then there's a set of parents whose ultimate responsibility is to take care of their children. So it is fairly obvious who the good guys are in this situation. But it continues and it is going to continue, as I said, in blue states and blue cities. One of the craziest places in America right now is Montgomery County, Maryland, right outside of D.C. Uh, And take a look at this. This is a bunch of immigrant parents who, in essence, legal immigrant parents who are protesting white woke women who are pushing woke ideology on their kids. It's interesting because this is so counter to the way the left treats the world, right? So on what you see there first is a bunch of people who have diversity of skin color. I don't really care about that, but some of them are brown and white or whatever. And they're just, just standing there calmly, uh, you know, stop chopping kids' genitals off, religious freedom. Nobody's screaming or anything. And then you see the people on the other side. And, they, okay, they seem happy. Like, that's why it's confusing to so many young people. It's like, oh, look at them. They're cheering and they've got colors. Ah! Imagine if you were an alien and you just landed and you was looking around. What what would you possibly make of this situation? Again, only one side is trying to push anything on the other side. The parents are the ones that are saying, hey, we should have something to do with what our children learn. You can do whatever you want in the privacy of your own home as a consulting adult. And that's why this is so freaking dangerous. These activists have so assaulted what was a just gay rights movement in that every person in the United States should have equal rights. So there's, so ultimately, there's no such thing as gay rights. they would just be equal rights. And it's the T's and these radical lunatics who are screaming with these ridiculous flags. Those flags are a political ideology. They have nothing to do with their sexuality. Uh, anyway, Elon Musk uh, tweeted about what's going on here. And he said, I I mean, he just nailed it. They keep chanting, protect our children, but the children in question are not theirs. Doesn't that get to it maybe more than anything else? But they think they're theirs. They are theirs, right? Like Hillary Clinton, it takes a village. Kamala Harris has said this many times. They're not your children. They're our children. I guarantee you, MFers, my children are my children, not your children. And I'm gonna do everything I can to protect them from people like you. So it is good to see that parents are waking up, et cetera, et cetera. This is also, by the way, if you want any degree of social cohesion, it's why reality is so important. Why is it that we're not going to have these crazy riots in places like Florida and Tennessee and Texas? Because we are getting this stuff out of our schools. So parents will have more responsibility. And the radicals, it's not that the radicals will not exist. And every now and again, there's going to be some weird incidences and all that. But ultimately, you will you will separate Uh, reality from the crazy people, right? And you will make sure that, oh, it's not being taught everywhere. So if you want to be a radical trans-communist activist, you can be that in Florida in your own home and you can protest on public property, but you can't force it on everyone else's children and into all of our public policy. Unfortunately, the left has gone so deep that they whether it comes to immigration where they're just like, oh, our systems are collapsing. Well, let's, uh, instead of putting more pressure on the system, let's actually send it, send these people into other people's homes or what they do with kids related to the schools. Okay, you get it. it. So the question really is, who is fighting on the public policy front? And then what do we need? What do we actually have to do from a policy position uh, to crush this thing? Well, it's pretty freaking obvious, right? Uh, Here are uh, some of the policies that Ron DeSantis has uh, signed into law over the last couple weeks as the legislative session closed. Uh, this Let's Kid, Kids Be Kids was the, was the sort of bumper sticker name of this. And a couple things I just want to mention here that will not be happening in Florida anymore outlawing permanent mutilation of minors, removing pronoun politics and expanding parental rights in education, protecting children's innocence, ensuring women's safety, expanding access to youth sports. This is all good stuff, guys. And it's not just all good stuff. It's just obvious stuff, right? Parental rights, making sure that girls aren't having the crap kicked out of them by boys in sports, all of these things. We know they are right and just, and that will then lead It then leads to happier people, more functioning people, uh, people who aren't anxiety ridden because they're not constantly walking around at odds with the truth and everything else. Uh, And he has done such a nice job doing all of this, which is why the system hates him, which is why they're literally running stories on CNN that the guy a couple of years ago had lunch with Clarence Thomas. Holy cow. He had lunch with Clarence Thomas. It's incredible. Uh, But he is getting support from all corners Uh, of the country and from all types of people. So you know the story of uh, Riley Gaines. Riley Gaines is the swimmer who came in second to Leah Thomas, who is the guy who pretends to be a girl, to be swimming. He was ranked something like 478th, something like that, when he was a male swimmer, became a girl swimmer, broke every freaking record, beat Riley Gaines in one of these uh, swimming competitions. DeSantis actually signed something into law that she technically was the winner. Anyway, Riley Gaines, who's become an incredible activist now, she is an activist fighting for women, which is what the feminist movement used to be Well, Riley Gaines has now announced her support for Ron DeSantis for president. Take a look.
1: She is at the forefront of the fight to keep men out of women's sports. Former champion swimmer Riley Gaines. I am officially
2: endorsing Governor DeSantis as president. Leadership has been crucial in rooting out the radical ideology that's really driving this insanity and really bringing visibility to these cultural issues that affect the breakdown of families, the breakdown of faith, the breakdown of freedom. He's really taken on this political establishment, the woke corporations, the media and he's won, and we know this, based off
4: his success in Florida alone. Riley is a remarkable young woman, has had a great career, and she's got a great set of values uh, that guide her life, and we're honored to have her support.
0: You got to think about it this way: Does she come off like a hater? Do you think that Riley Gaines, who spent most of her youth like becoming the best freaking swimmer she could possibly be, do you think she wanted anything to do with politics? Do you think one day she wanted to lose to a guy? Now, again, this is where I have to mention Connor's theory on the Leah Thomas situation, uh, because Leah Thomas still has a penis, and Connor's theory has been we call this the Connor theory. Uh, that Leah Thomas in these swimming competitions is using the penis as a propeller. We don't know if that's actually scientifically sound. We're we're looking into the, uh, you know, what's behind the scenes on that. Um, but you get it, guys. She did not want any of this, but she is going to now, as a public person and someone who has been pushed into the fight, courage begets courage, and now she's in on it. He defended her. Now she's defending him. And I think that's actually how you expand uh, truth and reality and everything else. Speaking of truth and reality, we got one more clip for you. The great Douglas Murray. I don't know that we've played a clip of Douglas Murray lately. Uh, Douglas Murray, who's my friend, great British conservative thinker, actually lives in New York right now. I'm working on getting him to Florida, one thing at a time. Uh, He was on the Piers Morgan show uh, debating one of these uh, far left woke LGBT activists. And you tell me, does anyone do it better than my good friend Douglas Murray?
3: I don't get this Sam Smith thing. It just seems like every week, he deliberately— They. Why is one person they? Because that's how they identify. Why have I got to go along with it? Because they've asked you to. Sam Smith. To me, he's just on an ever-deteriorating campaign to be as vulgar and defensive as he possibly can. Am I missing something?
1: He's doing what pop stars have done for decades, which is trying to shock. And the thing that makes it different from other people is that when Justin Timberlake or Rihanna or someone stripped down, they do so because they look good, like their bodies look good. Sam Smith is like pudgy and very ugly. You know what? You're both cis, white, straight men. You can carry on i I'm not a cis anything. Uh, First of all, I am white. Secondly, I am a man. Thirdly, I've been out and gay my entire adult life. I was out as gay when you were still prancing around talking about whether or not you were. It's a shame to
5: the queer You community. know
1: what, I'll tell you who's really embarrassing.
5: <laughs> Them, I'm not a member of the queer working community, here working you
1: stupid hard.
0: sod. <laughs> I, I, I gotta call Douglas after this. Like, I, I just love him he, he, because Douglas, he doesn't wear his sexuality on his lapel or scream about it or have a rainbow hat or anything else. Douglas tells you what he thinks about the world. He is one of the just great public speakers and public thought leaders that we have. And that this kid, see what this kid thinks is that your sexuality is an ideology, right? So he hears Douglas Murray pushing back against Sam Smith or pushing back against the broader LGBTQI plus O two-spirit thing. And he automatically thinks you must be straight because he's assuming it's not a sexuality, it's a political ideology. And thus is the problem. So when they put that flag up, when Justin Trudeau takes down the Canadian flag, which he's now done outside of the prime minister's office in Canada, and he puts up this flag. What he's putting up is a flag not to celebrate, oh, you happen to be gay, zippity-damn-doodah. He's putting up a flag that says, oh, you believe in equity, you believe in collectivism, you believe that the government should decide what you learn and how you think and all of these things. So it's just an absolutely beautiful moment and I'm going to buy Douglas Murray a pint next time I see him. We've got a postgame show for you at rubinreport.locals.com in about 26 seconds. And my full episode with Jesse Kelly, who's just a great political thinker and a fun dude, is up right now on Locals. I think part one's up across platforms. Uh, and we leave you with a cold close. Chris Christie announced he was running for president yesterday. I guess we'll get to it at some point, but here was a little something and we'll see everybody on the other side.
4: And get a new crop of folks come up here and talk to you but I have to tell you as I've watched the last year evolve there's been just one question that kept going back and back and back into my mind and it was about our country and its future and I wondered what our choice was going to be we we're going to be small Or are we going to be big? And let me tell you what I mean.